the volume. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins & Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. There's lots of reasons we love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook. You've got great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so much more. They've got awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. It's also fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JNJ so they know we sent you. That's J-A-N-D-J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 4th. 
And we've got all kinds of delicious packs to smoke on the podcast today. <laughs> That's the best thing rappers give us in a long time. You know what I'm saying? The Coach K pack. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good friends on Zoom and in real life, Lejethro Jenkins, aka John. What's that, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey everybody, how's it going? And uh, I was working last night, guys. I didn't catch the game. Uh, how much did Duke win by? <laughs> Negative four. <laughs> Negative. Duke lost. The Coach K era is over. It's a wrap. You can take your old ass off into that sunset. You will not be missed, bro. Let Shout me get this Love, straight. The crib, you feel me? St. Louis the- song. Dick Vitale was just tweeting about he's the greatest coach of all time. Are you telling me that his 42-year tenure of the greatest coach of all time was ended by Hubert? Motherfucking Hubert. First year Hubert. First year Hubie D. Got his ass up out of there and sent him home with an L. I saw the um, stat that he lost his first game to North Carolina, lost his last game to yeah. North Carolina, lost his, and then lost his last with regular season game to North Carolina as well. So, Yeah, and, and, the all, and that win for Carolina puts Duke – and Carolina during the Coach K era at an even 50-50 split. Are wow, you shitting which is me? fucking crazy. That's crazy, right? <laughs> I'm, I mean, and, and the thing is, even and during the Coach K era, I mean, they're even tied for, for you know, titles at the moment. Coach K had five since he came on board in 1980. Carolina has five since 1980. Carolina could break that tiebreaker on Monday. We'll see. <laughs> That's going to be fucking huge right there. It was such an emotional night that you tweeted something – Tyler, I don't remember how many tweets you have, but there's com- there's a lot of there's commas in the number of tweets that you have. There's yes. <laughs> there's figures. I got damn near half a million of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> damn. You've never in your life tweeted. I don't even want to talk shit right now. I've never getting, seen you say anything like that. I'm getting that. old, man. I'm getting old. That game was too stressful. It was like the relief of of Carolina winning was was. I was so overwhelmingly relieved I didn't I couldn't feel anything else. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't feel, you know, um, you know, bra- braggada- braggadociousness or whatever the fuck. I couldn't be a dickhead in that moment because I was I was so relieved I was exhausted, if you feel me. <laughs> you found a way to get a couple off though. I did. I got, you a, few I got a few off. Hit the J a few cuts a few times. We back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I got a few off, you know, one at uh Hubert's expense too. I I, I still do not believe how unsold I am on Hubert and it all goes back to that fucking press conference bro. <laughs> I'm also proud back. of my white wife. <laughs> it all goes back to that the, I'm proud of my white wife <laughs> that motherfucker put so many H's in white and wife when he said right. it. I don't think I'll ever forgive him. I'm proud of my white wife <laughs> I was like god damn <laughs> um, that's gotta be great though Coach L you said it you know Coach K more like Coach L um, got his ass I can't believe it I mean I really I told y'all bro I mean and, and what's you did I really truly I, no. I I was joking in the group chat about trying to jinx it but I really thought Duke was gonna you know shoot 90 free throws if that's what it took you know what I mean I mean I, uh, I, th- I think like I said 18 19 year olds putting pressure on them never makes anything better in that situation you know what I'm saying and I mean, they were they were up like they got up, they stretched it to like eight or nine at the beginning of the, the first half, I believe. And then like Caleb Love just started going crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think he had 21. You feel me? <laughs> I was so proud, bro. I love black people. I love black people from St. Louis even more. So <laughs> that shit was, bro. Bro, seeing him do that, you know what I'm saying? The Coach K, you know what I mean? That shit was beautiful. You feel me? 
a true delight. I have to say, a it's true delight indeed. So I was covering a, a NCAA volleyball match. Uh, Long Beach State is uh, number two. They're hosting Hawaii. That's a big rivalry in in men's volleyball. And the the pyramid was sold out. Several thousand people in there. And when the game went to final. Everyone started cheering, even though it was a timeout for the volleyball match. It was crazy how aligned against Duke everyone was. Long Beach State, Hawaii, that's a diverse-ass pair of fan bases. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you have people who flew in from Hawaii for the match who were just like, yeah, fuck Duke. <laughs> <laughs> been, a, been a rough last uh, few years, but, you know, seeing fucking Coach K go out with an L, that's something that unites the nation all across the board. <laughs> so we haven't had a lot of wins these last fucking two, three years, so, you know, we got to take that. We never saw it after that interview, though. We never saw this coming, for sure. When he was talking about <laughs> That white, my, 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 also, I also am proud of my my white wife. I thought y'all was heading the, the route that Duke was on. You feel me? I thought the role was going to be reversed. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? But nah, good for y'all. Though. I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't say like people were like a real Duke fan would never. You know what I'm saying? Root for North Carolina. Like, bitch, I, I guess I ain't a real Duke fan. You were so happy that someone suggested you weren't a real Duke <laughs> right, fan. Right, right, right. I'm like, let me show you all the motherfuckers that I, you know what I'm saying? Bro, you know what I mean? Cool. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not one of y'all niggas. You know what I mean? Like, I always told you, bro. Like, I fuck with Duke. You know what I'm saying? But I never fuck with people that fuck with Duke. I didn't fuck with me's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But nah, for real. It's just, I'm just happy. It's it's cool to see somebody from the crib. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to see Caleb Love do his thing. I, I was just, I was rooting for him. And to see him show out that way, I'm like, yo, league him, please. You know what I mean? Yeah, that boy, dog. Tatum, Tatum was, I think, like, I saw like maybe like a his first year. I mean, he didn't have like the best year, but Tatum was like, yo, I'm telling you, this kid's a leaguer. And I remember watching him at CBC. You know what I'm saying? To see him do the same thing on this level, on you know, on this stage was was beautiful to watch. Um, Nike did set Coach K up though. Did you see the tweet I sent you? The lob. I saw that shit. They 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 tweeted, "What is your favorite Coach K moment?" And then they were doing replies like, "You can't spell championship without K." Like what you know, whatever else. But it was just like worst ad campaign ever. Yeah, it was like fifteen thousand people were just like. <laughs> watching him lose right now that's my favorite moment ever (laughs) yeah everyone was like right now seeing him take this motherfucking l he had the weakest going away fucking campaign and them little weak ass nike shirts where they just put the k on them and and it's like motherfuckers took a picture of like three dudes in the crowd wearing those shirts back uh, and just cropped that shit out like how did no one see this coming worst fucking ad campaign i honestly didn't know how coach k weak ass about it i didn't know how hated they were i didn't I, I truly didn't understand until I got on Twitter, honestly. Because what's wild when I before getting on Twitter, like if it wasn't if Duke weren't playing, I would root for North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Like if North Carolina, if Duke would had lost an attorney and North Carolina was playing, I would root for North Carolina. I would be like, oh, you know, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I, and so like I didn't know like the hate until I got on Twitter. I never experienced it. Like I, I remember telling my cousins like in in, in Charlotte that I was a um a Duke fan and they was like, what? You a Duke fan? They was disappointed, you know what I'm saying? But they wasn't really tripping, tripping because they, you know what I mean? They weren't going to come at me like somebody at Twitter like, you a fuck nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So I didn't really know until some until white Twitter. teenaged boy in Massachusetts. Or right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Twitter yeah, well, has sort of well, ruined that aspect of sports fandom. Like it used to just be, I mean, there's dudes my age who are real ones in Long Beach who are Duke fans just because they are Lakers, Cowboys, Yankees, or Braves. Do, like, they're fans of the teams that were winning championships when they were 11 years old. Right. 
none of i mean it was not like you know there's not a great tradition in long beach it's not like people are like my dad's a diehard ucla fan <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> you, you rooted for duke like i don't know and now obviously it's like everything's a war of some sort so i it was cracking me up seeing the people pressing you about like you're not a real duke fan and i was like this is a fucking christmas present for john right I'll, trying I'll, to yeah, convince himself you. he's not a real duke fan for the whole time we've been doing the podcast right. together <laughs> i mean i think that the thing was like <laughs> you know, like I'm not, when, you, when you when you're young and they're telling you these things, you know, what I'm saying you're like, I don't give a fuck. You know, you, you don't really care about what people say. And you get older, you know, what I mean, and you learn about, you know, <laughs> all the racism and shit. You feel me? Am I going to continue to root on racism? <laughs> like, Am I going to continue to be on on that side? That's what I was tripping off of. So I don't I don't I don't like I said, I'm not a I wasn't like, you know, I'm not a, t- a fan of a team or whatnot. I just don't. I'm just going to be a player fan, just like in the league now. You feel me? Like, yeah. I see a good well, player. As, as someone who's lived in North Carolina from when I was 18 to 25, that shit is real down there, bro. There's the legit lines drawn in the sand. It's like a fucking civil war every time those two teams play. It's, um, and, 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 and truth be told, Carolina, it, I mean, Carolina, of course, is where the most Duke fans probably are of any state, but. Mm-hmm. It's 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 different. I wouldn't. The city of Durham isn't even all the way behind Duke. Like Durham is North Carolina Central City, right? And HBCU. Right. You know what I mean? Because Durham's like a working class city, about half, fifty uh, percent black. They are not fucking with those little rich ass kids from Connecticut. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole different dynamic in Carolina. That shit is 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 real. It, like I said, it's like a civil war whenever those teams play. It's you and Bo really made like- me look it up. You and Bo, like y'all. Like, like probably like I say, like three or four years ago, y'all have been on my head like three years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't believe you're a Duke fan. Like, you just couldn't accept it. You feel me? Good. So I started, I started looking up shit, and I'm like, damn. So I, you know, you you can't. I mean, so thank you, thank you, Tyler, <laughs> for your Good service. Help, you wouldn't quit on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> friends don't let friends be Duke fans. <laughs> I started looking up shit. I'm like, damn, they right, they right. I think even like. Uh, Ted Norris jumped in and was like, bro, I'm telling you, this shit's serious. Peep this shit. I don't think there's anything that Tyler, Bo, and Ted Norris couldn't convince me of. (laughs) Bro, that was a bro. It it took them. It took them three. Those three told me that Vinny was a hater and he'd been talking shit about me behind my back. I would have to really evaluate it. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's a powerful triumvirate right there. I was like, damn, bro. You know what I mean? I had to look uh, into funny. it when they were telling me. So that's funny. I'm, I'm I'm a little jealous of having sports hate like that. We don't. Southern California is so like people really do go hard for the Lakers or the Dodgers, but there's no real like USC UCLA is so friendly. You know what I mean? I, there are people who really care about it. We don't have anything here like any of that crazy SEC or you know Duke North Carolina shit. Like not you really. Don't, you, you don't know what want I mean? that, bro. Y'all y'all living good, bro. Y'all got a beach and shit. The weather's nice. You don't want that type of shit, dog. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's healthy. Alabama, it's healthy for there to be one. No, dumb it's not. Thing. It's Alabama, it's dis- Auburn, but it's dispersed over everything here. Do you know what bro. I mean? In Alabama, somebody shot her own family member because they weren't sad enough when they lost against <laughs> Auburn in the motherfucking Iron Bowl, bro. Because it's not they healthy. weren't sad enough. They weren't. The family bro, wasn't sad had enough. Poison trees, right? Right. Behind this, this fucking robbery, I'm killing innocent you, bro. trees. And Why shit. did they poison a tree? <laughs> it, I think was it, it was an Auburn per, uh, Alabama person poisoned the, Auburn, the trees in Auburn, right? Was that how it went? Yeah. But yeah, there's like yeah, it was it was like yeah, these, you're right. 
You right. yeah, it, bro. You that, that hate, hate, it's, hate in, in any form is never the best option, bro. I think bro. sports is the best outlet for it of all of the outlets no, we have not. in our society. Well, what else would it be? Which, it's which not, it's, there's no good outlet for hate, Mike. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? It's just no good outlet for it, bro. I mean, because, dude, these, I mean, these rivalries turn into some real shit. You know what I mean? And like, you, even with this Duke, North Carolina one. like, like I didn't know they were like, killing trees behind it. There should not be anything in killing, life you're passionate enough about to kill a tree. Like, like uh, is there anything less objectionable or more objectively pleasant than a tree? Than a, right. <laughs> trees are fucking perfect. Bro. Trees are... And then the wild shit about it is we found out because this motherfucker called the Paul Finnebaum show and com- and confessed to the shit like some serial killer. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, Paul, I went down to campus, poisoned some trees. You know them trees that died? That was me. <laughs> it, was like, it was some psycho shit, He's man. Zodiac killer <laughs> killing some trees. The fact that y'all ignored that I said that a human got the, shot. fucking radio. The fact that y'all ignored that I said a human got shot and just <laughs> really People get fed- shot every day, John. People get shot every day. <laughs> but, but people but do- Poisoning trees, bro. Y'all are the weirdest. That's like my least favorite thing that happens in movies. Is what like like you'll be at a you know you're watching a horror movie and seven people get diced up and everyone's like oh shit this is crazy and then someone kicks a dog and everyone's like what the fuck oh, that's the <laughs> that dog never deserved that like, <laughs> I don't know whatever we're a stupid species bro, <laughs> bro. um. <laughs> Right, well, okay, that maybe that's a good transition into uh, talking about. <laughs> we don't usually engage with the um, alpha male podcast uh, market, but I, this shit was just too stupid for me. I'm sorry. I apologize to both of you and to all of our listeners for bringing this up as a topic, but I I have to say something personally. <laughs> Apparently, it's going around out there, and I wish this was not centered around Future and <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> And Sierra, because it's like, let it die, bro. We don't need to keep talking about that shit. But someone brought up that, you know, women don't like being with square guys. Let me tell you, false. (laughs) (laughs) As a proud square guy, I I have had a girlfriend since fucking preschool. Like girls love square guys. Like I don't understand if you're funny and you are normal and you treat people nicely, you are you are a winning product in the dating market, bro. And I don't understand this like oh, like and by the way, for all of the women that I'm friends with, it's actually the opposite of that. The people who are with a dude like Future tend to dramatically go in the other direction. And it's not the movie or, you know, R&B video shit of like, but secretly they want to go back to being fucking miserable. Human beings are animals. <laughs> they like feeling nice. They like feeling comfortable <laughs> and happy. Like, I don't know who told the dudes with podcasts that this is what they have to be for women to like them. I feel like it's an insecurity thing. Like, if I don't do all this stupid shit, I don't have anything else to offer women. Hell fucking no. I told my wife when we were 18 and we first started dating, I'm not, I'm, my plan is not to get rich, but I will always treat you right. And we will always have enough. And I promise you, I'll never do anything to make you feel bad or stupid. You know what I mean? And that's good. That is a solid foundation level thing to build a relationship. Yeah. Don't get bro. more solid than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, my whole thing about the whole, you know, square shit is like, 
Channing Crowder, who you know the dude who said it, I'm like, bro, you're not cool either. Like, <laughs> like, and that's no shots to Channing Crowder because it's only like three cool motherfuckers on the planet, bro. You feel me? And being cool, it's not a lot of cool people. It's, it's like fucking Denzel and like Jack Nicholson and Snoop, and that's like it, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm not a cool motherfucker. I never claimed to be cool, and I have done quite all right with the ladies, right. my damn self, my whole life because women like authenticity, bro. And and a huge part about, like I said, it's it's being cool is rare as fuck because you can't try to be cool you have to be cool right you and most people are not naturally cool most people try to be cool and nothing is less cool than a motherfucker who's trying to be cool you know what i'm saying so yeah that cool shit is is out the window dog like i said it's not a lot of cool motherfuckers i don't even know why people hang their hat on that shit i just think the idea of cool to men is not cool to women you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. the idea of square to men is not square to women either like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, y'all aren't square niggas. You feel me? Y'all are just kind, loving, compassionate humans. You feel me? Y'all aren't lames. A square is a fucking lame. You know what I'm saying? I would argue maybe Russell is lame. But I also would argue it's none of our fucking business with the fuck they got going on. She's happy. You feel me? And I don't mm-hmm. think what she was going through with Future was what she wanted. You Like, who wants to go through that type of shit? She has a man that loves her. And, right. is com- and is compassionate and cares for it. And that's all that fucking matters. And she and she enjoys that. But I just think like the the idea of cool to what what as far as what how men perceive that, it's not cool, bro, to, to women. You feel me? And if it ain't cool to women, it ain't cool to me. I'm gonna keep it a stack to you with you, bro. I don't give a fuck what y'all yeah, niggas think. Right. I remember I, I remember I remember Jabari, I remember Jabari said, he, he, he took a break from t- Twitter. That's my homie from St. Louis. He took a break from Twitter. He said, It's too many niggas on here trying to be cool to other niggas. You feel me? And that's what a lot of these niggas is doing out here, G. That's what podcasts about the are now. Thing. I don't, I don't under, I just don't understand that. Like, I mean, uh, we we appreciate everyone who listens to podcasts, but the three of us have talked about when we have a <laughs> a black woman, especially a black woman who's like advanced in age, tells us they love the podcast. That's like great. That's the only feed. That's the only yeah. feedback we need for the podcast. I, I don't need a twenty three year old who's you know going to the gym so he can fucking like slap someone at a yeah. fucking bar and feel secure in himself. Like that's that's just not the people I've ever been around in my life. You know what I mean? That's not our core demo at all. All these niggas talking about like bodies and all that type of shit, bro. That shit, bro. You see how the women talk about you? You look stupid. You feel me? That's not cool, G. That's my young and that's why I fuck with him. Well, the women ain't fucking with you. You look dumb, bro. You look dumb. Everybody talking bad about you online because you look silly. Talk about this childish ass shit. What we what 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 men think is cool in general just isn't cool, G. You feel me? And so that, that shit is toxic, G. And you think future is cool? Well, I mean, hey, a square nigga took his chick. What does that look like then? You feel me? <laughs> you feel me? Hey. So I don't, it's, 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 it's just middle school shit that I thought we all outgrew, man. Bro, you know like what I mean? dog. Because, you, you you know, back when you were trying to prove your manhood, you know, showing any type of emotion wasn't good. So you would, you know, try to show how hard you are on the ladies and all that to try to impress your homies. And it's motherfuckers who are 38 years old still doing that. Why, It's so dog? weird, bro. I don't even ask. I haven't asked how many bodies a woman has. First of all, that's so weird. I haven't, I haven't, I don't talk about that. I haven't had that. that I haven't even me. thought to ask that question in over a decade. It was like yeah. it was. I was in my twenties when I was wondering how many people. I don't give a fuck. That ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I hope you, you enjoyed your show. That's all I give a fuck about. Bro. They want. They want motherfuckers. You said what? What was that? What was I that said time? she here now and we're happy together. That's all. That yeah, that's all I give about. a fuck about. What did you did over over there? That ain't got nothing to do with me, G. I hope you had fun. <laughs> you feel me? I hope you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So yeah, it's just I just think that's so ridiculous to care about these silly ass things and niggas just saying like he a square, cool. He may be a square though, but they happy. I just don't I, I just don't be caring about shit like that. Yeah, what <clears throat> I think that something happened. You guys have talked about this about appreciating older R and B music when it was like when it was still cool to uh, be in love with women. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they, it was they was going crazy though, man. They was. <laughs> They was crying because she ran out to CVS. You know what I'm saying? She just getting some day quill, my nigga. She'll be she gonna be back, bro. Ain't no ain't no need for all that. You feel what I mean? Like, but that but, but yeah. so like all of those expressions are fundamentally dishonest, right? The I don't care. Like I'm sure future. I'm sure that anyone who's I, I'm not really not trying to make it about them. I'm sure anyone who's expressed musically that he absolutely doesn't care about the mother of their children, whatever. I'm sure that's bullshit too, right? right but which right, bullshit right, right. would you rather sell? I would rather sell the bullshit of I am incomplete <laughs> without this other person. <laughs> like, yeah, I but can't it's eat just without you. The, the everything is. It feels like culturally everything shifted to like. Uh, I always use the Millhouse quote from The Simpsons: "The you you kissed a girl, <laughs> that's so gay." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just I don't get it, man. I genuinely don't get it, and I do feel like people might not like me saying this about the podcast they might listen to or whatever, but it's all wrapped up in all that incel, you know, crazy bullshit school shooter. It's all wrapped up in that shit, man. The fucked up idea we have of, of manhood and what you're supposed to be. If you have a dick, like who gives a fuck, bro? bro just be yourself, man. <laughs> like, That'll get you way further, yeah. dog. Just fuck with you. You know what I mean? And you see, he's, and he talking about, he talking about Russ. Russ ain't thinking about that, man. You feel me? Like, oh, gee, just be yourself, man. All this square. Don't worry about people, man. Mind your business. Crazy, though. It's just weird seeing adults talk like that. That's what's wild to me. Like, I'm not yes, really because Because Tyler's right. You heard, those convers you heard those conversations at lunch in seventh grade. I mean, now it's... When I, <laughs> I, had, I had the group chat. I'm like, when is niggas... When, when they were talking about bodies, when is niggas going to get tired of talking about this? <laughs> How many podcasts do you got to talk about bodies and I can't fuck with you? I mean, come on, G. We want everybody to be a virgin and also be a porn star well, in the bed. It's just ridiculous, listen, dog. Don't make no sense. This is, too, this is too serious of an answer to that question. But the real answer to that question is when the hole inside of their fucking chest that they are trying to fill with something is full. That's when they'll stop giving it a shit about that stuff. Jesus because that's all, that's all it is, is I didn't get enough love from someone. Or I don't know how to love myself or whatever. And so I have to just bleh, projectile vomit that hatred <laughs> and that insecurity onto everything around me. And it's fucking sad because you could spot that shit in seventh grade. Bro, bro. And people chose to just, every time it's questioned, wrap themselves a little tighter in that fucking blanket. You know what I mean? Rather than like, I just can't feel insecure. I can't let myself feel like I might be in love. Like, you just have to keep putting more and more of it on yourself. And the older you get, Sick. Imagine being 65 talking about that shit. Like, I'm lonely as fuck in the elder care center, but I don't want to sit with her because she sat with Charleston yesterday. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Charleston. <laughs> man. No, man. It's fear, bro. It's fear. It's fear, G. People are scared it's, of it's getting hurt, dog. Too. It's a lot of animosity from, from people who have had, you know, relationships that have gone which way or whatever. You can tell that too, bro. That's the hardest shit. I've, I I actually will sit a high school student down and talk to them as though I were a relative of theirs. If I see them posting some 
this bitch broke my heart. I'm never trusting again. I will actually sit a child down and talk to them. Like, you need to understand you are one step into a journey you don't want to go on for the rest of your Bro. life. Like, yeah. be heartbroken. That's part of it's this okay. whole thing. It's okay. Cry. Cry. That's part move of the whole on. thing. Learn crying, from it. You got your boogers on. all over your fucking chin right. in the shower. That's part of it, bro. But like that path is not any place. Like just take a deep breath and look at the people who are at the end of that road and ask yourself, is that where I want to spend the rest of my life? <laughs> or do I want to be vulnerable and hurt sometimes? But still be myself, like you said, and not just be trying to sell yeah. Channing's version of masculinity for the rest of my right, life. Right, like, like not to get on some so, some Doctor Phil shit, but it's some real shit. You know, the whole adage that you know it's not your fault if someone hurts you, but you do owe it to yourself to be responsible for your healing. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, like you know, you just can't fucking keep pointing the finger and 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 you know lashing out like this if you're hurt. If you're hurt, bro, go through that shit, feel that shit, and and take the responsibility. You know, take the onus on yourself to you know work yourself through that shit and come out a better person of it. Because this bullshit that y'all on is not being a better man. You're not coming out of this heartbreak or whatever a better man. You're coming out of this shit a fucking incel. And it's not and and it's not so black and white. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she she did me wrong. Sometimes shit just don't work, G. And that's okay. It's okay for it not to work. You know what I mean? You'll be better for it. You'll learn from it. You'll move on. You know what I mean? That's life in general. I know that shit hurts, G. But you gotta, I mean, you gotta you gotta deal with that. It's part of it. Love ain't for the weak, G. Flat out. Neither is life. You know, I mean, that's the and there's so much stuff that in our society because we're trying to protect ourselves from that fundamental fact. But like that's just that that is what it is. Like you know, some of this shit's going to be hard, but the biggest joke of it of all to me, and this is the last thing I have to say about it is you're having these conversations about being an alpha man or about being, you know, on a podcast. <laughs> this is the dorkiest <laughs> shit I do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the Damn. squarest dude ever, bro. I'm no, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I hang out with people who drink and smoke all the time, whatever, whatever. I'm the lamest dude ever. I'm married to my high school sweetheart in my hometown, two miles from where I grew up, happy as fuck. And that's when all I that wake matters. up to when I go to bed. And I am telling you, this podcast is the dorkiest thing I do with my life because it's a podcast. It's <laughs> a fucking podcast, bro. Yeah, you can call yourself an alpha male when you have a podcast as wild as fuck. Like, like, bro, you were on Amazon looking at reviews for microphones. You are not a fucking alpha man. Dog. You're trying to figure out how to keep your mic stand from falling down, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to figure out your levels and your EQs talking about some fucking king of the jungle shit, bro. Really? The task cam is recording. Let me adjust my EQs right quick. Let me make sure that the task cam's fully charged so I can talk about my dick. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, the 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 last last thing is there was a stray thrown out as part of this conversation that I had to I discuss say this with too. Tyler. Yeah, I okay, think the yes. people that talk about this shit, they don't they don't really believe the shit they be saying, dog. I honestly don't think they do, bro. Not at one a.m., bro. Because they 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 say this shit online and then you see how they are with their women, G. I'm like, bro, come on, man. I think I think I don't think even think they truly believe the shit that's that's coming out. They just think that's the cool shit to say, bro. You feel bro, me? bro, the, the the dude Channing Crowder just went viral like two days ago for talking about that about how him and his lady do role play as cats. Like he was out here meowing and purring and shit. <laughs> you out here being a meow mixed face ass motherfucker, and you calling Russell these Wilson? Niggas, like? These niggas is rappers, bro. They out here lying to y'all and living a different life, bro. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm telling you from firsthand visual experience. We all listened to Doggy Style growing up. 
And I have mm-hmm. seen Calvin Brodus holding his wife's hand at functions. Okay. Come on, G. His high <laughs> school uh, sweetheart who he started, who he created a beautiful family with. Right. And good for him. Yeah. You know what yes. I'm sure. That's the but, but like don't confuse it's just the sad thing is it used to be you're selling that image with rap and now you're selling it with podcasts. Like I think the goal is being a square <laughs> if I'm keeping it a stack. Find somebody that turn you into a square ass nigga, bro. Find somebody that got you out here meow mixing in their motherfucking face. You feel me? Right. Hey, good for him. But he ain't got to get on here a lot of the kids, dog. You know what I mean? That's you know the problem. I mean? And that's the problem. It's the same with the Fox News shit and everyone else. The people listening to this shit don't know it's a work. They think that's really an expression and something they should be listening to that's coming from someone's heart. And because they're hurting at different moments, it feels like comfort, not poison. Right. That's what pisses me off about it. You know what I mean? Because I don't think, I think that rap music was always dangerous and fun enough that I don't know anyone. I know a lot of people who are happily married who listen to Doggy Style growing up. None of us are listening to Doggy Style like, this is the fucking Bible. Like, I'm going to live my life by these rules. Like, that was, a you know, it was fun. The podcast stuff, it sounds like someone giving you advice. Right. And Doggy Style did not sound like someone giving you advice, at least to me. You know? Snoop Dogg wasn't my friend. You know what I'm saying? People listen to podcasts think it's the homies. You feel what I'm right. saying? Snoop Dogg was a perform. He was entertainment to me. You know what I'm saying? So, But yeah, gee, these people ain't moving in that same way, bro. You know, so. It's a great point. It's all bullshit, bro. It's all bullshit. <laughs> all of it. <clears throat> um, we do have to talk about the goofball, though. <laughs> The one, but Tyler Tyler clipped it out. The funniest part of that clip was them talking about Russell Wilson's first wife no. when he got drafted. That photo looks like something from The Office, like a stock image of that kind of a person. Bro. I'd say get out. I'd say it looks like a t- like a horror film to me. That looks like a sc- screenshot from a horror film to me, bro. We're talking Not about Russell comedy. Russell Wilson, the woman that was with Russell Wilson when he got drafted. And just describe the picture, Tyler, for those who've not. I feel like everyone's seen this clip, but for those who have not. There, there is a, a woman who was uh, Russell's, Russell Wilson's girlfriend at the time when he got drafted, and they're sitting next to each other. And she's holding a coffee mug and a little dash hound, a little wiener dog, and she is uh, yelling when he gets drafted, and her jaw extended in ways I have never seen a human like the scream mask. Bro. She looked like a motherfucking cobra swallowing an egg with how much jaw we got in that picture, bro. I ain't never seen no shit like that. And the funny <laughs> shit about this clip is, is Ryan Clark was like, was 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 like, Sierra deserved that man. We saw the woman Russ was with before her with that big old mouth. <laughs> that big old mouth. Russ deserved better than that. Just clapped her up for no fucking reason. That was the funniest part of this shit. Just calling her a wide mouth jackal for all of us. And Channing too was like, oh, you talking about goofball? (laughs) Wait, wait. Was he talking about her or him? No, she was talking about her. He's like, you want to be with goofball's husband? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody got hit with a stray dog. Sometimes it happens that way. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. 
We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. And just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bet the national championship with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers a $150 instant bonus guaranteed. That's right. You'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How you bet the game is up to you. You can choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, and so much more. Uh, I'm all in at this point on uh, UNC in the Roy Williams Bowl here, so definitely pulling for... The Tar Heels after that big win over Duke. Spoiler alert. Join FanDuel today with promo code JNJ. That's J-A-N-D-J. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code JNJ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer. Must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. 
All right, uh, let's talk a little NBA, NBA hoops. Uh, the honeymoon Jeez. is over. We were wondering how long it would last. The question is always, could someone keep James Harden in honeymoon mode through a playoffs? That is always the goal, and it would appear that it has not happened in uh, in, in Philly. Uh, Doc Rivers, people are, quote, not feeling him. What do you think, Tyler? Surprise, surprise. It's over? Honeymoon's over already? Was it, it was two months? Yeah. Basically, you know, there was uh, uh, Doc gave a quote about how, you know, he he really didn't blame the lack of bench scoring on, on an L they took. He blamed Harden stinking it up, and I'm like, dude, like like you know, this is this is what Doc does. Obviously, he calls motherfuckers out publicly. We saw it with Ben Simmons, but it's like, bro, not only is that like a shitty thing for a coach to do, that's not a smart thing for Doc to do in this situation. Not when fucking Harden is going to be a free agent next summer, and if free Harden, if, if 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 Harden goes to that front office and says, yo, either me or Doc gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Well, who you think the front office is siding with? Well, let's just say not only is Harden a free agent, but your boss is his biggest fan on planet yeah. Earth more than his mom. Like, right? Like no one <laughs> on Earth Harden sees more value player. in James Harden than Daryl Morey, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I legit would be surprised if Doc is back next season, because we all know a fucking playoff collapse is coming. We all know that they're going to look fucking horrible when they get the boot this postseason. So, so yeah, you can set your fucking watch <laughs> to that. So yeah, I'll be shocked if Doc comes back next season for real. John, any thoughts on James Harden? Oh, we almost James made Harden. it. The playoffs are so close. They almost made it. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I, I, I like I, like Tyler said. I think it's just ridiculous what like what Doc is doing. And I also it's, it makes me feel like Doc. We blame Ben this whole time. Doc's doing the same thing to fucking Hardy did to Ben. This shit don't work, G. You feel me? You know what I mean? Throwing motherfuckers under the bus like that. It makes no sense. So. You know how I felt about that when it happened. I'm, we're seeing him do it again. So yeah. get him the did, fuck out of there. <clears throat> did he do the public call out thing when he was coaching the Celtics when they had the big three? I, uh, he, I know he couldn't have done that to KG. I just can't imagine KG yeah. being cool yeah, with I can't that. Imagine that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine him going to the locker room after that and KG just sitting down and shit being sweet. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. I just you feel like given what the narrative has been and what what the performance of his teams has been, you feel like that would have like occurred to him you know what i mean like hey it's the difference between being phil jackson calling out refs and just continuously going after <laughs> all-star level talent on your team through the media like people don't feel players don't love the media bro you know what i mean that is not the way you want to deliver the telegram in 2022 right. i mean you saw how ben took it and you want to do the same thing to harden you think Harden's is going to take it any better like that just makes no sense g Come on. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. You saw what happened with Ben, that fucking debacle. Regardless of how Ben played, it started with him saying that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? That was the like, oh, wow. Like, this is not going to work. The fucking coach says he doesn't know if he can win with you. You know what I mean? And now, like, it's not as well. It really was Harden. Like, what the fuck? How does that make sense? That's locker room talk, G. Get in his face in the locker room. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. say that out in public. That doesn't benefit. This is not 1996, bro. All right? You know what I'm saying? This is a player empowerment era. They they will get your ass the fuck up out of there. And this player with that motherfucker in in, in the front office will definitely get your ass the fuck up out of there. All right. Uh, Good luck to you, Doc, but not really. Yeah, not really. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. Uh, (laughs) uh, Kevin Durant scored 55 in a loss for the Nets. Uh, I continue to be just beyond fucking excited for the East playoffs. But what I wanted to talk about with KD was uh, our good friend Logan Murdoch had a great profile on him. 
What a fucking article, bro. Great article. Definitely go read it. All all three of us retweeted, but definitely go read that if you haven't seen it already. Um, Logan is really fucking just fast good. Like it, bro he's, yeah, he's, he's so good and he's so like, many and he's things like 14 years old bro i know <laughs> makes me bro. I, it disgusts me every time we talk to him <laughs> the way he i think this is the I, I honestly feel like this was the most human that katie seemed in an article does that make sense mm-hmm. like i, I, I look at him it. and he's like a just a basketball player basketball player katie showed more of him in this article you know, like, and I always said, like, him and Kyrie are two the most relatable because of, like, how they deal with the media. But I didn't really understand their personalities. I felt like I actually, like, understood Katie's personality and how, how he operates that way. And and I've read so many Katie articles over, what, his 15 years in the league. And this was the one where I was like, oh, things make sense now. Even Kyrie Irving to a degree and their friendship. It makes sense. Good. I mean, so, yo, Logan, bro, special, special dude. That was it was fire. He's been earning that story since you know for a long time for sure. Yeah, like I think I think that's that's part of it. But um, KD introduced what I think is a much better and more interesting hoop combo. We don't. I'm not. We, we're not going to go through and pick it. But I just love this. He said it was cool being on the NBA 75 list, um, and he knows at this point. You know, he got a couple shots off at Nick Wright, but I think he knows at this point. 40 years from now, I don't think we're going to be looking back at a KD era of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think we feel, we, we agree. Incredible player. And the way he said it was, it was cool to be in the top 75, but what I feel like is in the history of the NBA, if you had LeBron James and Michael Jordan pick teams to play five on five, I'd be on the team. I oh, love no, no that. Doubt. No First doubt, of all, yes, though. he's totally right. No doubt. Right? We all agree is that. But also, what a what a this is such a better conversation around mm-hmm. basketball than is KD better than LeBron? Is KD choking because the Nets lost after he scored fifty five? I just love that, and I would love for him to be a part of pivoting the conversation to something that's more collaborative and interesting like that than just one to one comparisons all the time with nothing else thrown in for variety. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That 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 five on five pickup game is a way more fun hypothetical. I've always said in that hypothetical, Shaq is my first pick. Especially if it's called your own fouls. If it's called your own fouls, bro, what are you gonna do with that? Shaq is powering through them little weak ass hacks and dunking you through the motherfucking concrete. If it's called your own fouls in the pickup game, Shaq will be my first pick, bro. I Tyler, did that. that did that article make you understand like remember when he was like cause you were casual? Mm-hmm. Does that that article make you think about that situation a little different? I'm wondering. Like I, I just I just felt like he really thinks he's normal. Katie really thinks he's normal. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, and, 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 and I think like he, I don't think he was really trying to come at you on some, I mean, <laughs> that was a hell of a lob he threw to get dunked on. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the response was beautiful. You know, you know what I'm saying? After, after the shit KD and I, we did a little more banter. It was all fucking jokes. It was all jokes. I didn't take it any type of way. Oh, I, I, I know you did. I'm not, I, I, know yeah. you, I, know, I know you didn't at all. But it's just like, I'm thinking like Katie really doesn't, understand i mean i think he understands how people you know what i'm saying why people look at him that way and he knows that he's not normal in the sense that like he walks down that walks down the street people are like oh that's fucking kevin durant and he gets that but to him he's just normal and i think that's really yeah. endearing i think very few people that are as good as he is at anything in this planet would just be comfortable with being normal or thinking themselves as just normal you know what i mean and that's all he wants like he wants the, the respect from players 
and respect from like from the game, not just you know, not just maybe fans or like whatever. He wants to he wants you know to him the game matters. He wants to be respected within that, but outside of that, he just wants to be a dude. You know what yeah. I mean? And the fact that he started that podcast with Banksy, ba- 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 Banksy, ban- Bansky, is that how you? Mm-hmm. I think he, I think the S and the K is switched. But yeah, started that podcast because he just you know with Eddie. He, he said what? With Eddie. <laughs> Eddie Gonzalez. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, started, started, started with him. You know, there we go. That's so much easier. Thank you, Mike. Yep. <laughs> you, you were rather in life, you know, in this in this moment. Like She's like, John, just make it easier on yourself. You try, you know. But he, you're always choosing the hard route. But no, nah, for real, like starting that podcast and the way he got to doing that was just from him seeing himself as a regular human. I think that's so endearing. But right, there won't be a KD era. You know what I mean? But we can't deny that KD's one of the best motherfuckers ever touched a basketball. Absolutely. And that's yeah, and that sure, and yeah, sure, sure. sure. K- KD's a u- unique dude because you know he's one of the. It's it's like he's on some shit. Like I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. If you say I'm not, you're lying to yourself. Right. And I don't give a fuck about anything after that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like like usually guys who think that highly of themselves want the praise and want all the fucking accolades heaped on them. And KD's not that dude. He he. KD like I like I pointed out before. KD has never even on his burner accounts he has never clapped back at someone who said he wasn't nice because right. he knows that's fucking ludicrous right, right he knows you're being ridiculous there's no need to even entertain that shit where, where kd responds is when people talk about where he stands you know legacy wide and in the bigger scheme of things with, with against the other immortals like like d- did that move to golden state does that add some yeah buts to your legacy Do you, does the fact that we never had a an era where you were unanimously the best player in the league by uh, agreed by damn near everyone does that affect your legacy like that's when kd harps in because he's not competing with us he's competing with the fucking with the mjs and the kareems and the magic that's what he that's how he looks at it and that, that's what he said he, he said he respects everybody that's in front of him right but he's not competing with you he's competing with the game you know what i mean yeah. and i think i think the way he looks at basketball g you know, like he said, like this is this is in my DNA. I am basketball. You feel what I mean? That I think I think I think that's just so beautiful. But I think that was the best article at really showing who KD is, who he truly is, and how he truly feels about himself. And we call him sensitive and all this shit. I don't think KD's sensitive. You know what I'm saying? I think KD is extremely confident. You know what I mean? I just feel like he is perceived in a way that he doesn't see himself at times. And I feel like this was the first article that I read. That I felt like this was actually KD I was reading about, not yeah, somebody else's opinion of him. I appreciated it filling in the gap for me a little bit. You know, I mean, I, I've been on the KD side of most arguments that involve KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I, because we've talked about it on the pod that you can have otherworldly talent and love doing something and just not like people looking at you and just not like all the shit that comes with that. Mm-hmm. We don't acknowledge that possibility very often, but that's the that's the case with people, right? If you think about the people he's measuring himself against, and that rightfully so, talent-wise and accomplishment-wise, right? Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, all three of those dudes, number one, the way that they were measured by external standards was very important to them. Mm-hmm. Very important to them, right? Mm-hmm. But also, they were self-conscious about that. LeBron James's whole career, LeBron James was thinking about passing Kareem for the leading scorer in NBA history when he was 17 years old. KD was thinking about basketball. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's different. And I thought I thought this article did a much better job, I agree with you, John, than anything else I'd read of explaining that. It's a, just a personality difference. It's not that he doesn't want, the, like you said, the respect and whatever else, but he's not thinking about it's just like LeBron just grew up in a way that I don't think I can think of anyone else like him. I mean, it's like Zero. a, Ken- it's like a Kennedy people. or something, but coming mm-hmm. from being homeless, like he's yeah. 17 and he's the spotlights on him for like, you're either going to be the best or second best player ever, or you failed. That's nuts. <laughs> you know, KD just wanted to be in the gym, you know, like he, and I think in that respect, probably he and Giannis have more in common than he does with, LeBron or with Kobe. He just didn't come from that same place of Michael Jordan won six. I mean, Kobe Bryant was 18. Talk about Michael Jordan won six championships. I'm going to win 17 or Mm -hmm. seven. You know, like it's just that's a personality thing, not a talent thing or, you know, whatever. It's not a right or wrong. It's just a different kind of a person. For sure. For sure. Like like I said in the group chat a while back, and I say this as a compliment, we have I don't think we've ever seen an NBA player who was this good and who gave less of a fuck about how they were perceived mm-hmm. than, than KD. You know what I mean? Usually guys who are on KD's tier, who are fucking, you know, those all-timers, they are very image conscious. They don't want to blemish that. You know, meanwhile, KD is out here, you know, motherfuckers posting uh, videos of him telling fans to shut the fuck up, and he's posting, he's retweeting it with memes of someone handing cash up because he knows the finest. <laughs> right, right, shit, right, right, right. Like, like KD, <laughs> KD doesn't give a fuck about his image, and I, like I said, I say that as a compliment because he's being his genuine self. Right, right. And, and if, usually if you're image conscious, there's going to be times where you're not being your genuine self. You're taking the high road when you don't want to. You know, you're, 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 you're doing shit you don't necessarily want to you're agreeing to to to, to do to, to to you know conduct yourself in a way that doesn't feel genuine but that's not how kd moves bro when i see kd moving I, that's like kd is being kd you know what i mean that's who he is i mean even when we saw him like i know he was like like he was the most probably liked player in the nba at one point you know maybe i think this was we was with okc around the time when there was a lockout he went and played yeah 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 he went he went and played uh uh, uh like uh was it flag when football he, with like a local Oklahoma yeah when he, did State. The, when he was doing the drew league goodman league tour you know when they played in the pyramid i mean he may as well have been god I you mean, feel me uh, like yeah for sure and so he was and, and also and there was one point where he was like trying to fight against that and I think it was because he was he, he was he had tried to play that media game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he's like, bro, this is not me. You feel me? Like I am. I want to be a a full human, and that's what he is. G. I mean, he talks yeah. about basketball like I just like this activity. I like what I do. You, I mean, the love for the game came out so much. And I mean, I think that's where him and Kyrie kind of click. You know what I mean? We're like, you know, have you did you see Kyrie doing the the ball drills with like each finger? He was doing like it's like, bro, that's a guy that's just obsessed with basketball, and that's where they that's where they click. Is that they the love for the game they have is is, is incredible. And even like KD was talking about, he told Kyrie how he was frustrated that Kyrie wasn't playing, but he respected that Kyrie, you know, had a decision to make that was bigger than the game, you know, for himself at least. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just I dig them. I, I'm interested in where they're going to be 20 years from now. They talk about being a lifetime fitness. I want to. Hey man, I, I'll pay tickets to watch them 20 years from now, cooking, cooking up some young dudes with with LeBron James uncle legs. You know what I'm saying? At that uncle point, legs, uncle legs, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm saying that. I said I, I call in, in the group chat. I said LeBron had uncle legs. I mean, and, and I say that as a. It's, I mean, I, he's he's getting older, obviously. You right? Say that in respect. In yeah, respect, he's sure. he's 37. You feel me? But. The way he's changed his game, and he has a totally different game now than he had prior. You know that what got him to be LeBron James. Third, that that thirty eight was it was a masterful thirty eight watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? But fortunately, airballed the three at the end. But 
I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, don't. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's it's crazy to see LeBron do what he's doing. But yeah, whatever. I think I think KD. I think that the article about KD was so eye opening, and it was yeah. Shout out to Logan, man. That was that was that was that was special. Um, last thing before we get out of here, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Tyler is recommending the Gerard Carmichael special, uh, which I'm excited to see based off of your recommendation, what you said about it. But um, this actually, that actually fits in nicely with this show about <laughs> being yourself and don't waste time on a podcast pretending yeah. to be someone else. So yeah, sell sell that special to the people because you already sold it to me and John so well. It's it's good as hell. It's funny. It's honest. It's intimate. It's 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 you know a a, a dude who's who's bearing his himself out there and not in like a self fucking martyr ish way. It's a dude just being his genuine self and you know I'm saying I wish we all watched it so we could dive deeper into it. I don't want to spoil it for y'all because it's a really fucking special stand up, man. Highly recommend it. There's all very right. serious moments in the stand up. Oh yeah, I love stand up like that, bro. I like stand up that makes me feel all emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Was it Hassan Minaj? Uh, yeah, Hassan Minaj. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had the, the homecoming, and I cried Incredible. during that. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a beautiful experience. Okay, I'm I'm definitely gonna tap tap in with this one. Yeah, it's yeah, good as hell for sure. All right, well, we'll talk about it again uh, on the midweek episode with uh, when we talk winning time because um, I'll I'll for sure watch it by then. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, I, like I, I, I told Tyler, so the rollout for it included like a variety feature and all this other stuff. If they had just sent the special early to like Tyler and people, that would have gotten me much more interested than the variety <laughs> story. You know what I mean? Of just like, hey, this is worth checking out. But <laughs> send it to me, Bomani and Ted Norris, man. We'll get you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank y'all. Yes, need- for sure. You're absolutely right. That's absolutely right. All right, that's all the time we got for uh, for the show. Uh, thank you as always for listening to Jenkins and Jones. We'll see you guys in a couple days. Bye. 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 MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.